0: You are listening to the People First podcast. People First is a self-advocacy group run by people with learning disabilities. And People First podcast is a platform to raise awareness about real issues that affect people with learning disabilities in our community and all around the world. We aim to inform and entertain our listeners by interviewing interesting guests, and talking about the things that really matter to us. This is like having a stage to speak out and get our voices heard.
1: Hello. And we come to the people first podcast on this week's episodes we speak to claire from the charities guardians champions charities that work to support people with cobra criteria syndromes through the journey with advice at wheel, uh other groups, and services. We come, Claire, we have the joy being sure. Thanks, Claire, for coming in.
2: Oh, thank you, David. It's nice to be here.
1: What is Quina Syndrome?
2: Quina Syndrome is a set of symptoms that happen when part of your spinal cord at the end. And becomes squashed and problems occur because messages don't get to your brain properly. So that part of your spinal cord where the nerves are feed your bladder and bowels and your legs and your sensation. When those nerves are squashed, then the sensation and the function is reduced and it gives you problems and creates the symptoms. If it's not treated in time, those symptoms become permanent disabilities.
0: What causes CES?
2: CES can be caused by a slip disc in your back, a cyst that might be in your spinal cord, tumours from cancer, car accidents, spinal injections that go wrong, even things like stabbings or gunshot wounds.
1: What are the warning signs? C E S.
2: The warning signs of CES are called the red flags. So that's what you have to look out for if you've got low back pain in case you develop CES. So those might be pins and needles in your bottom or numbness. It might be pain down both your legs or one of your legs that doesn't go away. That's called sciatica and it can be changes to sensation. So you might have a numb thigh or a numb buttock. And you might find that suddenly your bladder doesn't work like it used to. So you might have struggled going to the toilet or stopping yourself going to the toilet.
0: How does CES affect people's life?
2: Thank you, David. Well, CES affects people's lives um, in lots of different ways if it becomes a permanent disability. So people might need continence help. So they struggle to go to the toilet they might find they go to the toilet and they can't control it a lot, so they feel like they're isolated, they have to stay indoors a lot. They have to deal with chronic pain, so they have a lot of pain to deal with all the time, and that gets worse when they do activities like walking. Some people can't walk from having Chordaquina Syndrome, so they rely on wheelchairs because it is too painful. And then it can affect the mood, so they can get very depressed because they've got all these things to deal with. And it can also affect your romantic life, sort of having intimate relationships with people and stuff. So it's, it's a whole lot of different things and it affects everybody slightly differently. So not two people aren't really the same with corduquina syndrome, everybody's different.
1: How do you cope with the uh, physical and mental health struggles? Uh, oh,
2: thank you, Daniel. The physical aspects of it I have to use things to help me go to the toilet different kinds of catheters that help my bladder work and my bowels work I try and pace myself so with the pain I try and do activity and then have a rest and so I'm not too tired for all the day and I sort of plan my day around what I'm doing and I think the mental struggles are harder because I get fed up and I get depressed sometimes from having pain and it's oh, it's there forever, so it won't go away. So I think even though the physical things are hard, I think sometimes the mental things are harder.
0: How does your charity, Corda Crying a Champion, support people with CES?
2: Thanks, David. Well, we, we have a range of services to help people adjust to life after their injury. So we have support group meetings, We have an online support group on Facebook with lots of members in. I think we've got people from 19 countries around the world in our support group. We run residential workshops where people can come and spend two days with us and learn about the condition when they've just left hospital. And we sort of give them access to counselling services as well that the charity pays for to help them adjust to the life as well.
1: Where are your support Group meetings.
2: Okay, we have our support group meetings all around the country. So we ask the people, our charity members, if they want to run them and we have them in Costa coffee shops. So they go along to the coffee shops and we pay for the coffee and the sandwiches and they meet people who live nearby so they don't have to travel so far. So we've had some in Scotland, we've had some in Wales, we've had some in southern England... So we have them all over. Wherever anybody wants to run one, then we'll support them to run one.
0: Why is lived experience input to doctors so important?
2: I think lived experience is really important for doctors to hear because they only see patients for a short amount of time. So they only have a snapshot of their life. And by hearing lived experience from patients, they get more information and they get a better picture of what it is like to have that condition so that they can help patients more.
1: How can people get involved in the work that you do?
2: Oh, thank you. People can get involved in lots of ways. They can help us um, hand posters out to doctors surgeries. They can help us do fundraising by having small events and perhaps organising something with their friends to raise money. They can tell other people about Corda Aquinas Syndrome when they meet them. Just by telling friends about it, it supports us in a big way because that gets a word out there. And there's lots of things, really. We always ask people for ideas, so you might have a good way you can support us we've not even thought about. So we're open to lots of ideas, really.
0: We have here, you have a book come out can you tell us, us more?
2: We do have a book coming out and it's called The Lost Tribe. And the reason it's called The Lost Tribe is because people with Corder Aquinas Syndrome were lost in the NHS. So there was no services for them. So we've taken nine patient stories and we're giving people with lived experience a voice in the book so that people can read what it's like to have Corder Aquinas Syndrome. And it's to raise awareness really and also funds for the charity.
1: How is it? Doctors trained to support people.
2: Well, we have been helping doctors in universities who are student doctors, and we go in to tell them patient stories about what life's with Corder Aquinas Syndrome, so we make them aware of the mental health issues, the struggles that people face, so that that's part of the training, so that when they meet somebody, they'll know this person might have that problem because of this, and they'll think about that. And there's also special doctors who who do training mental health called psychiatrists. So they support people after their injury. And there are also other people who support them called counsellors. So there's a lot of mental health counsellors out there to support people, but they're not always easy to get access to. Do
1: you... um you like doctors or nurses or whatever. You're going to do those courses, like training courses.
2: That's a really good question, Daniel. Apart from the student doctors, we haven't done any more training for doctors and nurses, but we are looking at doing that CPD training so we can sort of make them more aware of the red flags and they can do that as part of their ongoing training at work, which would help them get the points for CPD, so that's a really good idea. We're we're looking at that. We just haven't got round to it because we're that busy doing lots of other things. But, yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you.
1: How many famous people have got acquired
2: Well, we do a little bit of research at the charity, so we do know of a few fam- famous people that have had Chord Aquina Syndrome. We have a charity ambassador, a gentleman called Duncan James, and he's quite famous. He used to be in a band called Blue. So he's on tour at the moment, doing lots of concerts, but he helps us raise awareness. And we also have another charity ambassador called Storm Keating... And she's married to a really famous musician called Ronan Keating. She also helps us raise awareness as well. And I actually have a a sneaking suspicion that Elvis Presley had Chorda Aquinas Syndrome, but we've yet to do a little bit of research on that. That's all our questions for you, Claire. Thank you
0: so much for joining us today and being a part of our show. We hope you have enjoyed yourself and... Good luck for the future.
2: Um, I'd just like to say it's been lovely to meet everybody. Your questions have been fantastic and thank you for speaking to me. You've done really well, thanks.
1: In your time and uh, welcome to forecast of People First and Craven.
0: Thank you. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the People First Podcast. As always, remember to share the broadcast with your friends. We have our best month every this August, so thank you so much for the support. Thank you for listening and we see you the next time.